and welcome to that Money Lady podcast with me, Audrey Heesh, your friendly money lady. <laughs> Today, I want to talk about demystifying an audit and what that is because people hear audit and they get really scared. They're like, oh, no. <laughs> and that's totally valid. It can be very scary, but it doesn't have to be. The more we talk about it, the more we open up this conversation and get a better understanding of what the process is and how it looks and what it looks like and what it can mean for you, that's when you're you're empowered to start taking bold, courageous steps towards the right direction for the direction you want to take your business. And that's what we're here to do is spill the tea and talk about what to do right and what's going wrong and how you can best support yourself in this crazy world we're living in. <laughs> so let's dig in an audit. So I currently have a client who is going through the audit process and she's generally generously agreed to let me share her story so that it can be dem demystified. And for all the pain that she's going through, she wants to help other fellow business owners to not get in this painful situation. Um, and I am so proud of her for all of the really difficult steps that she's had to take and the things she's had to do through this process. So I don't want to diminish that it can be very painful and it can be really difficult. However, it doesn't have to be. I know I just said that like multiple times, but it really does not have to be. It, when you have your paperwork in order and your books in order and everything is aligned, an audit is simple. You just get all your paperwork together and send it to her. Yes, it can be a pain in the ass because you have to do another admin task that isn't really helping anything. It isn't going towards your end goal, but it is one of those necessary evils of living in a society. Uh, so you generally, when you get audited, you get a letter in the mail. As you can tell, the IRS loves their paper trail. That's very important. They even follow it. So they... The first thing you will get is a letter to say, hey, you are getting audited. Um, in that letter, it'll lay out everything that they're talking about, what they want, what they're looking for, and the meetings that need to take place or what actions that they are asking for. And every situation is going to be a little different, so I don't want to get too into the weeds of the specifics on that, but they're very clear. It's the IRS. <laughs> they're very clear. And so you just follow what they need and they want, um, what it looks like, what it looked like for my client was there were two tax returns that got submitted at the same time to try and get back, back taxes filed. So she filed them and there were just anomalies, not only in the fact that they were filed at the same time, but anomalies compared to prior years. And that's generally what causes the red flag and triggers an audit is anomalies and things that are looking a little strange. It's absolutely okay if strange things happened in the year and that just is what it is. Absolutely okay. So don't get scared if things changed. Um, I, this isn't meant to put fear. It's meant to be empowering because it's okay that that happened. 
if you have the documentation to back it up, you are golden, my friend. So we got the, or she got the letter and it laid it out. There were chunks of this of the tax return that she had questions on. And that's all an audit is, is to verify the numbers that you self-reported. Um, <laughs> even if you paid somebody to put your taxes together, it is still considered self-reported. Um, that is a rabbit hole for another day. But overall, you when you file your taxes through somebody else, most of the time you do sign a letter saying that everything that you provided them is true and accurate and they are not responsible for the numbers that are getting submitted. And that is an unfortunate side of our society and having been at an accounting firm, there is no way to be able to properly and fully and deeply track and check every single receipt and every single information that is provided to you through your clients. Um, it's just not doable. <laughs> and so that's why that caveat has come into play because it, and ultimately it is your responsibility. As the owner, you are responsible for the accurate accuracy of your numbers and keeping track of the documentations that validate that. So the IRS agent for my client was just like, hey, I have questions on these, these numbers that you provided. So for an easy example, let's say it was supplies and materials. So you claimed, let's say you claimed $5,000 in supplies and materials. And the IRS was like, prove that. <laughs> so you go into your your filing cabinet or your digital filing cabinet, however you choose to keep everything. And you go through your books and say, okay, here's my category. It matches what was on the tax return. Great. I need to pull up this and see the transactions that were, that accumulated to that final number. And then I need to find the receipts to validate all those. Easy peasy. That's all an audit is, is, hey, I have this receipt. I have this total that accumulates all these receipts. Here's the proof. And then the auditor goes, okay, fantastic. I agree. I agree. I agree. This is valid. This is valid. This is valid. This is within the confines of the law. Great. This is a business expense. This is a valid business expense. Oh, this one, probably not. <laughs> and so that's what the process is, is they just go through what you self-reported, all of the receipts that equal what you self-reported, and then verifying that those receipts are valid business expenses. Easy, right? Like, it's so much simpler than it's, than it, the fear that's around audits. And again, I don't want to diminish how scary it can be. I really don't. It's just when you have your systems in place, I cannot convey how important it is to have your systems in place, to have your bookkeeping up to date and accurate and valid and your receipts. Oh my gosh, 
please keep your receipts. <laughs> They're very, very important. <laughs> very, very important. So I'm getting off on a random tangent. So let's go back to the audit. So then you're going to get a report. So they you provided your agent with all the receipts to equal what they're asking about. Great. Then the auditor goes through and says what they're allowing and what they're not allowing. Then you get another lovely packet and saying, okay, this is what is I'm not allowing currently because of X, Y, Z. Um, I'm assuming that they're all the agents have the same kind of process to where it's very clear, at least, at least the agent that I'm working with is very clear and lays out exactly what she did not allow and why she did not allow it. Um, and it was, in my opinion, very valid. Like she, the, um, let's see. So let's say the insurance. So it would just say like State Farm on the bank statement. And she was like, I need, like, that was, I need a receipt for that. I need, yes, it went through the business account, but I need the receipt to prove that that was a valid business expense. That to me is reasonable. While, yes, it can be a very big pain in the ass, not diminishing that, but it is very reasonable for the IRS to ask for proof. That's their whole point of being here is to is to get my cat sorry is to um is the checks and balances within our within our society they are the accountability that's all they're just the accountability making sure what you said happened happened <laughs> that's all so when you get that page where it's like okay i'm not allowing this it's not this the end of the road or it doesn't have to be the end of the road. Um, the agent we're working with has been very generous and allowing us to come back through with additional receipts because like I had mentioned, the insurance. If you all have ever tried to get a hold of the insurance company for receipts when you're no longer with them, it's, it's not an easy process. <laughs> like it is possible. So what we did was provide um insurance cards and quotes that were emailed over that really closely match the amounts that got debited and while i still don't know if that will be accepted and that it might not be but i am fairly confident that it will be because it proves that it was for my client, it was for the vehicle on file, and there is the quote proof through the business email from years ago <laughs> uh, matching roughly that amount. It was like within 20 bucks or something. Like so, and that happens, like a quote is not always the end result. So there is that leeway. We don't know if that's going to be accepted again, but Sometimes all you can do is the best you can do. And my experience with the IRS through multiple clients and multiple situ strange situations, if you're a human to them, they will be a human to you. They're not here to screw you over. I promise you that. 
Um, however, if you're mean and a jerk to them, they're going to be less likely to help you. <laughs> so there is that caveat. They don't have to help you in the sense of bending over backwards and being overly helpful, but they are required to answer your questions when you ask them. Um, so there's that caveat. Um, <laughs> with that, you, or all of this is to say that when you get, got off on a weird tangent and I got distracted on myself, Oy. So we, to go back, so we're on that second round of the audit. She did not have to, I don't believe she has to, by any sort of law, accept our second round, but she was very gracious and did accept our second round of receipts. Because like I said, we just submitted the bank statements for the um, insurance, particularly because we were like, that's so painful to try and find. And Luckily, because my client is in the construction industry, there's tons and tons of proof of her <laughs> insurance cards. So it was simple in that aspect. Um, and that's all you really have to do is put your best foot forward. What do you have? How can you, if you don't have it, how can you creatively and ethically still prove your case? So it's a big science so think of it kind of more like a science experience experiment. Like, okay, this is what you need. This is what you have. How do you fill that gap? And I find it fun because I love paperwork, but I know that most people don't. So I know I'm a little strange in that aspect. Um, so when you start, again, I got on a tangent. Um, when you get, so here I am stumber, stumbling and stumbling. So there's that first round, you get that piece of paper from the auditor saying you're being audited. They then send you a packet saying, okay, if you do not provide anything, this is the bill we're going to stick you with because these are the line items we're asking for clarification on. And if you do not provide us documentation on what, what we're asking about, we're gonna assume that there are none and you didn't, you don't deserve these credit, this deduction. And so they then, it's beautifully laid out. They list everything and say, this is the taxes, this is the penalties, these are the fees, this is the interest and so on and so forth of what you owe. You then provide all that information so that you don't owe that. <laughs> and then in our particular case right now, we're submitting a second round of additional layer of things that she still had questions on and they were valid questions. And I, and we just went through and got additional documentations. Yes, I can understand how frustrating that can be and how much more time and effort that is, but the bill is worth it because <laughs> when you look at what that bill could be versus just taking that time to get all your paperwork together and submit it, it's 
it's well worth it. <laughs> um, it it's well worth it. And like I had, I'll I'll sh once we get the final final bill, I'll share how much that was. What it started with, I will say the first bill started at six hundred thousand. So the first bill started at six hundred thousand. After that first round, it went down to one hundred twenty thousand. So that it was a huge amount of work that we initially put in, and it was a lot, and it was a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of love into it because that's what was required. And then the auditor came back with, okay, here's things I'm not allowing because I don't have enough sufficient um, proof to show that this was a valid expense. Okay, that's perfectly valid. So we went and got a whole nother round of all of the documentation to go level deeper to really get in and see what we could do to prove that these were all legitimate expenses. And so while I am confident, I'm very confident in get it that we'll be able to dramatically reduce the bill even further, we will see on what she did and didn't allow. And, and please know that this case will not be every case at all in any capacity because who the taxpayer is going to be different, their situation is going to be different, their agent is going to be different, their agent's boss is going to be different. There are so many factors that this is not here to say this is how it always goes. I'm saying this is starting to peel back that curtain to show you what it can be. And I just want to encourage you and show you that when you have your paperwork aligned and your documents are on point and your bookkeeping is immaculate, none of this is a problem. An audit, again, can be a pain in the ass, not denying that. <laughs> and it can be scary, but when it's all things that you already reported, so you should in some capacity have that documentation available. The next step is just to make sure that what you're claiming is within the confines of the law and that you have the documents to back it up. And those documents are readily available, easy to access, and organized. Very, very important. <laughs> because when you have all of that in one place, or maybe two places, because like in this world, like I have my filing cabinet for my physical, and then I have it on... Um, the computer. So I, I do have multiple places for different things because that's just the world we're living in. But as long as you have a system that works with you and you know exactly where everything is at and how it flows and the system is in place to support you and how you work, but you, but it's organized, that's the money, my friend. That's the money. <laughs> so I really hope this was helpful in in demystifying an audit and the process and what it looks like. Uh, again, we're still in the middle of it. This Just this morning, I dropped off uh, the documents, the second round of documents. The other thing, if you do provide anything to the IRS, always make sure it's very well organized, very well put together. Put your best foot forward for presenting that because that's what they're looking for. Are you well organized? Are you putting your best foot forward? Are you bringing your A game? So show them that you are.
<laughs> and and be kind to them. They are they're humans. They're they're humans. They're just doing their job. And while I understand the frustration that can come with this and how personal it can be, they're just humans. And if you have I might have already mentioned this. If you have issues with the laws that they're just trying to enforce, your issues with Congress and not the IRS. Um, and again, I'm not saying that there aren't bad actors in the IRS. I've experienced it. I've heard stories. There are bad actors that aren't as kind and aren't as um, able to see the human on the other side. But I also have experience with some amazing humans who, even if they are very black and white, are just there to make sure that everyone's accountable for what they're saying. And I, for one, want to live in a society like that. I want, I want people to understand that the kinder you are and the more you're open to the situation in front of you with your eyes wide open instead of the fear and the running and the scared you're going to excel yourself so much further and i don't know about y'all but i think we need that <laughs> desperately so again i hope this helped demystify a bit about an irs audit i hope it and if not let me know what questions you have. Reach out to me on Instagram at Graceful Penny. I would love to hear from you. Just shoot me a message and let me know what you think or how I can help you and what, or what questions you have. Because again, the more we demystify this, the more we peel back the curtain, the more we just educate on how all of this works, that's when you are empowered to make the decisions that are best for you. And there's, I love that. I'm here for that. That is my mission is to make sure that you're getting the information so that you can make the best decision for you. I'm not here to make your decisions for you. I am here to show you what it all means. Because um, no one knows your business better than you. And so I believe in you and I know you got this and let me know what questions you have, my friends. Until next time, thanks for spilling the tea with me.